Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. The first day of winter solstice. It is. And welcome to Gavin Girl Time. Solstice. 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 They have killed all the sun gods. Don't worry. They will reappear in the spring. They'll be reborn. (laughs) But they're dead. Dead to me now. Yes. And we have a guest. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Yeah, we love guests. Um, We do. So she is. Tell me what all you do. Because you told you told me before that you belly dance. Yes. Uh, pole. Yeah, a little bit of pole. I think yeah. I got more into it when I first started at the club dancing. Mm-hmm. Now it's just whip out the four tricks that you got. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. So, and also a exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And welcome, Scarlet Rose. Hi, Scarlet. Scarlet Rose. We're so happy to have you oh. on. I'm so interested in your line of work and oh. what you do because I have an admiration for uh, people who do that because I think it's just such an art and it gets stigmatized a lot and it gets, um, it just seems like you can't catch a break when it comes to that. It's both sides of the spectrum. Either people love it and reserve it or it's like you're the devil you're going to hell Mm -hmm. you slut yeah (laughs) damn hell devil hell devils especially in the south so where are you from so originally i'm from around here Mm -hmm. um the knoxville area i have moved out lived all over the place all over virginia um different places in ohio i like to travel um definitely stay running up and down the east coast how long have you been uh performing so i started five years ago i had just turned 20 wow babies and baby stripper mm-hmm. how, what made you start like how'd you get started because most 20 year olds don't go you know i think i'm gonna be a dancer you know especially not from here not from East Tennessee at mm-hmm. 20. It's usually, I'm going to go to Nashville and be a singer. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, or yeah. I'm going to dance hip hop on America's Got Talent or something. Mm-hmm. It's not, I think I'm going to be an exotic dancer. So how did that happen? <laughs> so I, I actually thought about it. And I remember at some point, maybe middle school, I remember looking up how do strippers audition? 
just I don't know what sparked the curiosity. But I remember no that. since middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Demi Moore's striptease? Is that what? No. No. <laughs> no. I think it was just some. It's a good movie. article on Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I looked back and remembered that. Um, but it was I was living in Virginia, and I was working at a Ruby Tuesdays. Have you heard of it? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Heard of Ruby. yeah. <laughs> so I was working as a hostess and there was a girl I was working with and I don't really know what started the conversation, but she pulled me aside and said, Hey, I used to dance at this club up in Richmond. You would be so good at it. Like, you know, just try to encourage me. Um, Do you have a, ba- a dance background? Like, did you take dance when you were younger? And yeah, you, okay. yeah, I, I did like ballet and tap as a little bitty kid, and I was always loved dancing. And I remember all throughout middle school and high school, I had this best friend, and whenever music came on, you know, I would just like dance and be moving my hips, dancing around. And I remember she she tried to shame me a lot for that. Like, why are you moving your hips like that? What's what's going on there? <laughs> Um, I, I think I was just always in touch with my body and my sexuality. I wasn't afraid to, to move in sexy ways. Um, I ever got into uh, swing dancing and all kinds of different partner dances. Um, but by the time, so the girl that told me about dancing, she was pregnant at the time. So she came back to the restaurant. She said, oh, I can't dance anymore, but you'd be so good at it. You'd make good money. You'd do a lot better than here. You should do it. So she told me just go to this club, talk to the manager and ask, you know, just basically. Do you remember that? Ex- do you remember that first time you stepped in there and what, what happened? And like, yeah, yeah. Um, were you scared? Or- no, I, I think I was more excited. Um, I mean, I knew that I loved to dance. I, I always loved performing. Uh, so that aspect excited me. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect as far as working with the clients, um, but I remember it was a woman that was the manager, and she was so sweet, so welcoming. Um, I don't know. It, the club, it looked a little bit sketchy from the outside, you know, south side mm-hmm. of Richmond. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the nicest club like I'd ever worked at. Brick plain building you know I don't know they always yeah. every strip club I've ever been to on the outside looks like just this you know who knows like a small prison it's yeah it's <laughs> black always, or gray yes um there's super dark painted brick you know yeah. for whatever yeah. reason the ones that I've been to have always been brick the fluorescent lights kind of flicker <laughs> I think they were flickering actually <laughs> like you need to change the yes. bulb every time yes. yeah. yeah that, that, that club weird glow it was called pure pleasure and it was pretty small um, they did a day shift so they had a little <laughs> like kitchen side where people could eat and and smoke cigarettes whatever and then they had another side for dancing so if you if you went over to the kitchen area you had to cover up and yeah. you know have right. something on right um yeah i remember going in there talking to the manager and she was just oh let me show you around gave me a whole tour and I'm just taking it in, you know. I'm seeing people give lap dances in the back, those red velvet couches and the curtains over Was it, it as seedy on the inside as it was on the outside? A little bit. I mean, this this club, I, I have to say, it was a 
little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Sounds like the sugar shack in Florida. <laughs> the dressing room, there was a little bathroom. It's like one stall with the toilet and no door. So you just walk in there and there's girls shitting in front of everybody. <laughs> girls over there curl, curling their hair. And um, there was a little back door. People would step out to smoke. And um, I mean, but it was my first experience. So yeah. I was just taking it in. Is this is this is what it's like? Yeah. I'm rolling with it. Um, I remember meeting girls. Like one girl told me that she was she did a little coke in the bathroom to just stay awake. Um, that was like her full full time job. And at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. We'll do what you need to do. Um, it wasn't until I danced at another club in town. It was downtown Paper Moon, much nicer. You know, very clean, classy club. Probably higher clientele yes, as well. Yes, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that's when I looked back and realized how seedy Pure, pure Pleasure was. Yeah. She and was at MTM's <laughs> with Pure Pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to go into MTM. I know that you don't know the what that is, or maybe you do since you're from here. So there's this little itty-bitty <laughs> club by my house, and it's called MTM. And they said that they're they hiring dancers all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And I want to go and just dance one day and see what happens. But it looks like it's a little itty bitty gray building. It looks super super seedy inside outside. I want to know what it looks like inside. But I bet I bet it's just shit in there. Yeah, I bet. I would say. And across the street, there's a biker bar mm-hmm. there. Um, well, they oh, don't let know. you get yeah. topless even there, though, at MTMs. I don't know if it's their licensing or what, unless they've changed it. It's been some years, but you had to, like, bikini it up when you were dancing oh, there. yeah, you couldn't be. No, yeah. Well, so, different states have different rules. So what did Virginia have? Were you able to, what did you have to cover up, if anything? Yeah, Virginia, it's topless with pasties. I always liked the pasties. I They're feel like it's like a little bit of protection. Um, so pasties can be pretty. I actually, there's this, um, I don't know. It's like a, like boob tape. Basically people yeah. wear it sometimes as a strapless thing to cover their nipples. That's mm-hmm. what I always used and still use today. And it's skin colored. So it actually looks kind of like your real Like KT nipple. tape? Is that? Yeah. It's yeah. called a braza bra. Okay. I get it on Amazon, you know. <laughs> Um, it's just easier to cut it out every day than putting on like your actual, you know, the burlesque pasties yeah. and you get the whole double sided tape out. Um, and, and, and you have to God keep your thong stick. on. So there's, yeah. there's no full nude, um, unless it's a BYOB club, then they can basically do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thong and pasties. That's all there of our clubs here are, yeah, are BYOB. Oh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them. And then if doing burlesque, have you done burlesque in a bar here in Tennessee? Um, so the other night when we did at, at the Boot Tree, but that wasn't a bar. It's not a right. bar though. They right. don't serve alcohol, right. so, so you can, can do whatever you want mm, there. Yeah, but if they were serving alcohol, we would have to have pasties, have an underboob. Uh, pasty as mm. well mm. and uh three inches on either side of so your like ass a half bra yeah yeah a half bra mm-hmm. pretty much 
three inches on either side of your ass has to be covered. So, I mean, it's great that Frog was to put on a show there where mm-hmm. we could have more creative freedom and more sexual freedom there to just do whatever. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I did some burlesque at a um, a supper club, a little mm-hmm. burlesque speakeasy oh, in cute. Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's called Forty Deuce. And I don't remember having um, too many rules there. I mean, we still wore pasties. Yeah, every state is norm, different. So um, us being in the Bible Belt, Tennessee is going to be really, I mean, the, I think that they would rather us just wear burkas. What's so funny <laughs> is for Florida's governorship to be so conservative or whatever, you can do full yeah, nude down there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Florida, that's, you know, y'all, everybody can bitch however they want to with conservative some stuff, but. Well, I mean, when conservatives still like titties and when ass. They, when we're talking about like being able to be Amen. free to do what you want to do, I, you yeah. know, it's like, what the heck? And anyway. <laughs> So Florida is another place I love to go dance. I do bike week there twice a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I love it. Um, I've worked in Tampa. I'd like to explore other areas. Um, I don't really know what the official laws are in Florida. <laughs> do they um, have It any? sounds like there isn't any. I don't any. know if any. they have any. <laughs> I don't think they you do. You don't have to it's wear like pasties. New Orleans. You know? I mean, there was no cameras in the back room, and and there, the uh, their lap dance space, it looks a lot like office cubicles. So I think it's always <laughs> fun to take clients back there and step into my office. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so okay, so you're working at you're working one night. Um, can you give me like a rundown of your of your day and and your evening? What you what you do to prepare? Okay, yeah. to prepare. Um, so since I started dancing, I mostly done day shift. If I go, you know, something like bike week or some other club in some big city, I'll do the night shift because it's worth it. Um, but since it's my regular day to day job, I love the day shift. So I might tell me why you love the day shift, because I've always heard that they always put, you know, the people that don't perform well or they're not as attractive, which you are highly attractive um tell me a bit, little bit about that is it is it what they say it is I mean I work with tons of attractive women in the day shift yeah, I, I think it's just it. preference I mean I like to to have my evenings to myself to do whatever I want I mean I like staying up late sometimes mm-hmm. but I don't know it's different when you're working I would guess the clientele as businessmen and mm-hmm. construction workers on rainy days <laughs> Yep. Yep. And uh, retired. Oh men. yeah, a lot okay. of old retired yeah. men. Yeah. Um, who go men who are tired of their wives and they get out of the house on the yep. lunch hour, right? To go get off work a little early, slip yeah. by before yeah. picking up the kids from soccer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there. It's the you know. Yeah. Are you making as much money on day shift as you would on night shift? I mean, it's so all over the place. I don't think you could really put. I mean, on average, I'd say the day shift, I do about as well as I would in the night if I were working at that same club. Now, if I were to go, you know, back to Tampa and work for the night, it's going to be way more worth it than working the day shift in Columbus. Yeah, Yeah, it's like 
Atlanta or, you know, any of the bigger cities. Yeah. Like Tampa has famous strip clubs there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And so Atlanta has famous strip clubs, clubs there. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, um, pretty much any club I'm assuming that was named in any Motley Crue song is pretty <laughs> famous. <laughs> Um, what what's the hours of the day shift how early are we starting are we doing breakfast it depends on the club so where i have full ass buffets like vegas style Mm -hmm. full-on filet mignon i've seen prime rib Mm -hmm. lunches salmon for like seven bucks back in the day it's it's still (laughs) still going on um it's crazy so where i started in richmond they open about noon and the way they do their contracts there, so you're pretty much most clubs, you're going to be an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, those clubs in Richmond, they have found a way to write into the contract certain hours. So if you do day shift, you're working 12 to 8. If you're working night shift, 8 to close. That worked for me, but I was really relieved when I moved to Ohio. And I can come and go whenever the fuck I want. Yeah, nobody, nobody to report to. Contract worker, true yeah. contract. Yeah. Um. So our club opens at eleven thirty in the morning. <laughs> Early lunch. Yeah. yeah. A lot of hey, lunches. I bet there are men there sitting there right at eleven thirty on the dot. They get out of the car as soon as they open the doors. They go on in there. I actually did see somebody. I got there at eleven to get there, get ready, and do my makeup stuff like that. And there was someone waiting out of the door. He, he thought we opened at 11. at 11. Yeah, that's him. I'm going to be early for the, for the club. I that mean, would hey, be him. It's still dark in there. You have no idea what time of day it is. Let's have mm-hmm. fun, you know, when the sun's up. Who cares? Um, but, yeah, to get ready for the day, I started just waking up whenever I do, moseying on in, whatever I make it, you know, just take my time. Um, I tend to live pretty far away from the clubs that I work at. It just happens that way. So got a pretty long drive. And I, I like to get ready there most of the time. If I'm doing night shift, I'll get ready at home just so I can roll in, ready to go, just have to change my outfit. Um, That's but- why you were so ready at the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I she was ready to go as soon as she got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of us, we were, you know, took our time, had to get ready and stuff like that. But you were, and we had even said, should did, we should leave her some room in case she, mm-hmm. you know, needs to come back here and get dressed or anything. Um, but I thought that was great. I thought that, that was a sign of a true professional is that you were ready to go. Well, when you don't know what the space is like, you don't know if you're going to have dressing room areas, you know. So if I don't know what to expect, usually I'll show up hair and makeup ready and then go change wherever. Um, But if I'm working day shift at the club, definitely we'll roll in my entire suitcase, (laughs) slap it up on the uh, countertop and just take my time. Because so, sometimes you do get there and they're they're not lined up at the door. It yeah. does take some time, yeah. maybe two, three o'clock before anyone even comes in. Really? Okay. Yeah, I imagine it's like any commission type job. So it's sometimes it's super busy and hopping, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's nothing. You know, nobody's there. Yeah, we get a lot of new girls in. I mean, I would say that's true for any club across mm-hmm. the board. There's just always turnover and. 
I mean, I get new girls asking me all the time, oh, when does it usually get busy? Customers ask me this. And I just say, you, you can't predict it. You have no idea. Just show up. Hope for the best. <laughs> just hold on and ride. <laughs> and if you're not caring, who knows what you're doing? You know, if you have like a fan base and let them know on social media when you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not super techie when it comes to working at the strip club. Um, you know, our show we mm-hmm. did for burlesque. I'll share about that kind of stuff and belly dance. Um, but for the most part. If I meet a client, he wants to come back and see me regularly, I might give him a phone number or something he can text me at, and then we can make plans. He can come in and see me. Um, I've I've done a handful of things outside the club as far as, you know, maybe like meeting up for a lap dance or, you know, some people just want to be tickled with cat toys or, yeah, you know, I'm here for feet that. or, you know, <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I didn't choose the dom life. The dom life chose me. <laughs> right. So you are a dom as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, awesome. So my you're at the all right podcast. My regular clients, they just I don't know. I attract the people that want it, and I didn't really seek it out. It just happened. I think they felt that that energy from me. Something and. I mean, I'm okay with it. People, they can massage my feet all they want. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm in. Yes. No problem. Mm-hmm. Just pay no, me we while you're doing it. Because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're both, you know, quote unquote, she's way more in the lifestyle than I am. Because what I've noticed is, you know, I thought that I was a submissive brat. But turns out I'm really a dominant switch because mm-hmm. the only pain I'm really into is my daddy's. It's true. But I just mean that by <laughs> headaches and <laughs> not actual. <laughs> not, not actual, actual beating. causing pain, just the emotional pain. Mm. <laughs> just cause emotional And I am a submissive brat with, um, you know, a touch of sadomasochism. So I like to, I like to be mean to girls when they want it. <laughs> yeah, she's They're mean in general. Yeah, in general. She likes to cover it up with this nice facade of hers, but she's an asshole. <laughs> true. So true. Um, your mental health has, has this taken a toll on you in any way? Do you have to take breaks when you, um, or has that hit you yet? Like, um, I've definitely quit stripping a few times <laughs> yeah. but you know, never really quit um yeah I've had to take some breaks and not because I don't enjoy what I'm doing or I'm uncomfortable with it I think that is super important to be comfortable in working in that environment because otherwise it's going to take a toll on your spirit mm-hmm. um but just like in the sense that I get burned out of being a unlicensed therapist and need to take some time for myself (laughs) truly does it affect your relationships how do you identify are you um straight gay queer doesn't matter it doesn't matter bisexual and um I've I've always leaned towards polyamory and I haven't been able to fully express it until really this year um I ended up getting sucked into serial monogamy and <laughs> that was no good um I had I had the f- 
boyfriend I was with when I started dancing, he was super supportive at first. Like, go do it. Go make the money. I'll draw you a bath afterwards. We'll take care of you. Um, and then as time went on and he realized what was going on there and what it actually was all about, he wasn't cool with it anymore. I'm like, well, this is what I do. I'm not going to quit my job for you. And there was a, just a whole lot of reasons we didn't work out. Um, and and then it only took the one relationship for me to decide, okay, I'm done. I'm not messing with anybody if they're not cool with my job. I'm not going to hide who I am. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a bartender or a waitress mm -hmm. because to me, I, it feels kind of, I don't know, it feels degrading to have to say, oh, well, I just, I do this other job. I, I'm not actually a stripper. Yeah. You know, it's you nothing wrong with it. authentically. Yeah. And there's an absolutely everything right with that. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to. Do you find that men are cool at first or they say that and then later it's a shit show because they can't handle it i'm just curious like i because i can totally relate with what you were saying um as far as burlesque and drag go my partner is or my husband very 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 supportive at first but when he see and it's not that he has a problem with anything i do it's the time issue like he's not getting enough time, so because I'm doing other things. Mm. Um, I, I, he's a mature man. I'm talking yeah. about you're 25. Yeah, you're I talking about 25 year old boys. I, yeah. You know, I don't know how what age you date men or get into <laughs> relationships if you even bother with that. But um, yeah, since I mean, since the one that I had when I started dancing, I've only um, I've only dated older men than than me like over 35 mm -hmm. uh, my last so 10 years or older yeah my last serious partner was 14 years older and I just felt like we were so much more on the same page mentally um maybe not in our lives um things didn't end up working out he's got two kids I wasn't really about being the stepmom so I that's didn't... the only <laughs> other problem is that yeah. by the time you you know you meet a guy even 10 years older than you mm -hmm. a lot of times they already do have children it's like women you know nowadays divorced mm -hmm. with kids is literally the, the norm. norm yeah yeah, yeah. um Thankfully, I've been able to meet people who are not in those yeah. categories. Um, I think as I decided what I really want, I was putting that energy out there and, and I think attracting it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it just attracted back. So I've been meeting the right kind of people since then. Um, what was I going to say about that? He, so he was always very supportive of me dancing, and I really think it's just about confidence. If mm -hmm. your partner is confident in your relationship and trust, too, they trust you, mm -hmm. that you're going to respect whatever boundaries you set. Maybe it's, hey, I'm not comfortable with this or that, you doing this with clients or whatever. Um, I haven't had that issue just because I usually keep a pretty firm limit on what mm -hmm. I'm willing to do in the club. I mean, not trying to get kicked out or arrested. So <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. So if I just like somebody that's very sure of themselves, I think can handle it, and that's that's what it comes down to. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's that's increasingly hard to find. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. so. I mean, my relationship with my guy is it's been unlike any I've ever had. And I completely went out of my paradigm entirely with him and um, started dating him. That was the, you know, I've always gone for a much different type, you know, either military, you know, my ex-husband was a bodybuilder, you know, very superficial and it's never went very well. (laughs) And so then I went with my Santa fetish and I hip checked this dude for, you know, out in the club and it was like, my whole thing was like, I eat and have opinions and this is who I am. And he was like, I dig this, like all of it. And so, um, Anyway, we got together and it's been amazing and it's very hard for me to grasp that he truly is cool with things that I say, stuff that I do, whatever I want to do. You know, he's like, yes, he is one of my biggest fans. Because his happiness is your happiness. It really is. Yeah. It's wild. And it's um, bizarre to see that because it's always been something completely different and it's always been um uh what am I trying to say like contingent on something you know mm-hmm. you know and I, I I don't know how to explain it um I can only love you if you do these things yeah I've missed yeah. the word there is a word for it yeah. and you know who cares that I'm a wordsmith that can't think of words <laughs> not, nobody nothing <laughs> but yeah it is it's wild and um so it's so far for me to see that with somebody your age but if you're not dating people your age then I totally get it because I don't know what's happened but we seem to have be raising this generation of very closed men like we're trying to raise them back to be like they're in the 50s or something I don't know what's happening I don't know with this I you know I think we're raising a bunch of babies but well that's a whole nother thing that's just me (laughs) That's a whole nother situation. <laughs> Entitled just, babies. Yeah, I don't understand. Instead of teaching people. them responsibility and... Is that our know. fault, though? I mean... Oh, totally. Is it, is it the parents' fault? Because it seems so weird. Like, you know, here we're going off on a tangent, but... Uh, you know, my kids had to do some things when they were young. I love that my son... Yeah. How were you, um, how were you <laughs> raised? Were you... Um, conservatively and parents great or I had a lot of freedom um I did there weren't a lot of rules I come from a second marriage so you know my siblings now 41 42 um so it was me so you were the bond Mm -hmm. to keep the second marriage together Um, yeah me and my my brother were yeah so both of my parents had had children before us and Mm -hmm. then my brother and I grew up in the same house so all the other so siblings, it's step by step y'all yeah <laughs> yeah the other oh siblings my. are like <laughs> y'all get spoiled mom and dad me 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 you know just kidding but i don't know, i wouldn't say conservative um my parents follow different religions my dad raised us as baha'i it's a pretty new religion. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Um, I have not. Tell but us. Yeah, yeah, tell it's, us. It's about like the oneness <laughs> of 
humankind and bringing people mm-hmm. together kind of like the hippie religion mm-hmm. of you know um they believe you know one god harmony of science and religion equality for men and women it's beautiful mm-hmm. stuff they really just believe that we're all kind of saying the same thing right in different ways mm-hmm. and we okay. should just celebrate it instead of fight over it um so very peaceful and i i always um was just been very grateful to have been raised by that. Um, yeah, my dad was such a good person. Um, my mom would go to church, but she didn't really impose any of that onto us. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the most part, yeah, I was pretty pretty wild growing <laughs> up, um, especially as a teenager. Oh God, my <laughs> that was probably the height of my hodum. <laughs> <laughs> your teenager days yep. as a teen that was the height that so, tracks it's so. starting to to build back up now that I've, I've done a little bit of healing work and <laughs> met better partners um but yeah yeah not too too conservative at all um i'd say it was a little chaotic a lot, well, a lot. <laughs> very chaotic um it's been hard being back home for the holidays um yeah, when I moved out, I feel like I kind of had to re-raise myself. I went mm-hmm. and lived in the woods in the middle of nowhere in Virginia for a good while. Um, I think that, I, I credit that a lot to my growth and my healing. I mean, just being out there by myself, nineteen, twenty, doing my thing. Um, did you have like a camper that you were in or were you I rented a house or you mm-hmm. oh, you did rent a house mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere yeah just on this 175 acre plot of land I met this landlord through a pagan community um, there were two other people living on that land it's kind of like a little lane with a few houses and then just wild woods and that pagan community was what kind of brought me up to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was really interested um, in that in that whole whole thing, learning about it. And I went to a Beltane festival. Nice. Okay. So we wanted to, we had tried to start kind of like a little commune on the land that didn't work out. <laughs> they they left to go be chicken farmers in Arkansas, <laughs> but I stayed. <laughs> I kept growing my food, and not all of it. But how you long know, did you stay out there? I was out there, I was in Virginia for three years, I was on that land for about two of that, and then the last year I ended up moving around a lot of different places, following my ex-boyfriend around, <laughs> living in all Did kinds you, of Did you, you said you were growing your own food, um, were you pretty much off the grid there? Not or I, I still okay. went to the grocery store, I just, I got really into growing things and gardening, um... She just apparently lived away from town, mm-hmm. yeah, out way. in the secluded area. Mm-hmm. And for a twenty-year-old, that's very different. They mm-hmm. normally mm-hmm. want to go to the city and boop, 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 boop. yeah. Like you I know, said, I did up. my party when I was fifteen. It sounded like to me though that so you were <laughs> dabbling. You were, you know, are you a kitchen witch? I would say, yeah, I do mm-hmm. like herbs, making teas. Um, Making, you know, like, I really like beverages, you know, make, making little concoctions there. But um, I, I really wanted to be close to nature because I do consider myself a witch. And I do I really like following the seasons and the cycles of the moon. And being out there, surrounded by nature, was a perfect way to connect mm-hmm. to that. 
Um, I acquired some cats living out there. It was amazing. <laughs> Came home one night. They were just waiting. Yes. Little kittens. Yes. Um, I, I had tried. Universe sends them. Mm-hmm. They do. And That's I had been thinking about them all week. <laughs> And there, there they were. Um, I tried. If you weren't so allergic, I'm not allergic to cats. My son is. Oh, I would love to have a cat, but mm. I love my kid, and so oh. it'll always be a welcoming place. <laughs> I'm allergic to dogs, oh. which upsets people greatly. And I'm like, I'm not anti any animal. The animal I just, just don't makes like me sick, like very sick. So. People are just. I can't relate to that. So stupid. I have some cat allergies, but they go in and outside, so it's you know (laughs) right. I I work through it, but yeah. um, The boy's respiratory system can close up from it, so it's one of those. Like I don't. Mm. Yeah, but I I want a man coon, Maine coon. Mm. I mean, not a man coon. (laughs) (laughs) Although. I would like a Maine Coon, though, <laughs> and a raccoon. We have those outside. I have a coyote that comes and visits me all the time here. It's a trip. Birds, outside birds. Anyway. She's the crow she's lady. The bird lady of Briarcliff. <laughs> there was like 50 robins today outside my window. I recorded them. It was wild. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Solstice this morning. There were so many. Yeah. Or loving it, loving life, loving me, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Came to bring me greetings. Yeah, I'd say I kind of had to re- re-raise myself, though, and, yes. and kind of start yes. fresh and unlearn some patterns, unhealthy. I, I'm still working on stuff, but... We're all growing. We all do. Yeah. You're always yeah. a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, You'll I stop was, when you die. I, Just so I was you a know. crazy bitch for a little while there. <laughs> I, I had some serious stuff to, to deal with, and... You know, when I was 17, I just learned that my dad has dementia, and so that's been... so hard. I'm so sorry. About, yeah, eight years now going on, and yeah, he's he's getting towards the end of it, I can see. So I needed to get away, have my own space, connect with pagan community, start stripping, Mm -hmm. (laughs) find my my, uh, sexuality... And I remember going into it with that mindset of like, wow, you know, this is empowering. I, I want to use this mm-hmm. as an opportunity to empower myself and other women mm-hmm. and also to teach men how to treat women properly. Um, if if I need mm-hmm. to put someone in their place, I'll sacrifice the money. I don't care. I'd rather. Ooh, you got stories about that. <laughs> Putting people in their place. Yeah. I mean, nothing too bad. Um, I remember Mr. Hawaiian shirt sitting at the bar <laughs> talking shit about these prostitutes that he pays in the Dominican Republic for 60 bucks. And I, I said, okay, look, I have no problem with sex work in, um, in that capacity. But 60 bucks, you need to be paying them a lot more for that. That's not fair to them. You're exploiting them. For them, them in the Dominican Republic, though, 60 bucks... Is a lot of money. Could be like he's paying them six hundred. I mean, I don't know. Have you been down to the Dominican? I've never been. I know that, like in when I was in Jamaica, like the money difference at the time for American and what their money was was like crazy. It but was even six hundred. I mean, shoot. See, I, that, that's that's my stance on it. I have no problem. People do what they want to do. Just just charge more. 
you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, that, know your worth. Yeah, know your worth. You deserve so much more because if we're charging six hundred for an hour champagne room, they need to be paying a lot more than that if they're getting anything beyond mm-hmm. what we are doing at the club. Um, you know, and it just keeps us working together. You know, keep you know not competing against each other's businesses. Because if somebody's out there giving blowjobs for two hundred bucks, why would somebody want to come in and and pay me? Um, but do you have um do you have a writer or a contract? Do you have a minimum of your services? What you do? Um, the club and you don't have to say what those the are. Minimums. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Every club has set prices of this is what it what you pay for a song or what you pay for a 10, 20 minute, 30 minute, hour long room, etc. If you want champagne, um, they have those minimums. Technically, I'm allowed to charge more. I usually don't. I just let people if they want to tip on top of it. Um, some some clubs will get on to you about charging more for your dances, even though legally you have the right mm-hmm. um were they trying to keep it uniform for the other girls so i don't i don't know and not pricing themselves out i i couldn't i really couldn't say and what percentage are they taking i would think they'd be happy for you to charge more right everybody's happy everybody's making money um they take it just depends so right like in richmond they it was 60 40 i i kept 60 percent um, the club I'm at now just has certain prices. Uh, the most clubs that I've been to, they just you have a set price of, yeah, you pay yeah. for your shift. You have some kind of fee just for, for showing up and being there. You're kind of renting your space. Mm-hmm. And then every dance you do, they'll usually have a set price. You know, you pay this much for a song. Or if you do a room, we take out this much and you keep this. So... That's how most clubs have done it. Some charge more than others, um, but th- they're all pretty close in the same ballpark. Um, I've danced in D.C., Virginia, Kentucky, Florida. Mm. Um, all and of all of them are pretty much the same? About the same, yeah. It's like a booth rental for yeah. a hairstylist. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they pay you at the end of the evening they take out your or no um usually like if somebody's getting a room they'll pay whoever's working the vip desk and they'll give me the money right after the dance or if i want them to hold on to it till the end of the night they will um if i'm doing my own dances per song I just collect my own money and then pay the club out after each dance that I do. I see. Mm -hmm. And then you keep all of your tips that you make on stage or if people just give them to you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. This might be an odd question. You might not even want to answer it since it's on air. But I know myself and with your clientele. Are you always engaged? Like if, let's say that you do a lap dance for 10 minutes. Is that person like you're completely in total focus during that 10 minutes? Is that it's all about him, them? Or do you disassociate at times? Like, okay, this is just a job. This is just a 
a chore that I'm doing. Do you see what I'm saying in there? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on who I'm dancing for. Um, usually, if somebody makes me that uncomfortable for whatever reason. To where you have to dissociate, you don't. I just won't dance for them. I won't. I won't spend my time talking to them. If it's a really slow day and the one person that's there is like kind of weird, I'm maybe not super comfortable with them. I just think of it as a service that I'm giving to them. Okay. Um, you know, I'm dancing for them. I I'm giving something. It's like but me if it's doing a haircut. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like, there are a lot yeah. of people that come in. Like, I know. wouldn't do this if you weren't paying me, right? But I'm okay with it. I, I, I don't really. I, w- I wouldn't say I dissociate. Just I'm so comfortable with my body and and being in that environment. But I will adjust um, how much contact there might be in the dance. Maybe I want them to just keep their hands on the couch. Sometimes I don't mind a little bit of like you know side of the thigh, the waist, stuff like that. Or my back. Um, now, if it's a client that I'm having a lot of fun with, I will <laughs> just hop on there and, right. <laughs> and have a good time. And then that know? other client's looking like, why didn't I get that treatment? Well, that's why it's in the private room. They have no <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not equal in the way that I dance for people but I mean how can it be it's so intimate yeah. that you ha- you have to just figure out what are my boundaries with this individual you know some of the real real older frail ones I get a little bit uncomfortable with getting too too close so I keep a little more distance um, but if they're really sweet, I might be a little more comfortable with it. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes is it they because just... they're frail or just elderly? Like I know that's got to be hard to you know you're looking at the crypt keeper and think... you're trying to be like, is this? Well, sometimes how I'm am I going to be worried about hurting? Them. That's, that's what I'm too. thinking. That that's she, she doesn't want to give them a heart was, attack. Like, right. so let's, hurt them. Yeah, let's. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had to, to take someone's hands and really like hoist him off the couch you know, help him get up <laughs> that made his whole day he sat down on that rickety ass couch knowing you were gonna have to help him up yeah like, thankfully then it was what do you do when you couches. can't touch somebody you give them like a towel and you're old. <laughs> no like they're not supposed to touch you right um well I, you know that seems like the norm everybody says says that yeah, but, but my experience dancing it's not it's any always rules been, like that it's always had some contact involved if you're okay with it. I mean, sure, you could tell them to keep their hands off or, or just, you know, take them and kind of place them on the couch so they get the idea. Yeah, um, but put that dom thing. Everywhere I've worked, right it's here. usually been pretty open. If, you know, they're not touching you anywhere that's covered, nowhere super intimate, but I've never minded a little bit of contact if it's somebody that seems you know, clean and... yeah. Is not trying to take advantage of that. During those times that you're that you are uncomfortable, like you know, maybe somebody has had a little too much to drink, or um, maybe they're getting a little too aggressive with stuff. Is that when you just call the bouncer in and get them out, or do you talk to them? And go, okay, you're being aggressive. I'm gonna have to leave if you don't. Like children, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't stop your behavior, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> um, 
so I used to just avoid guys like that. And then I realized I can still make money if I go into it knowing that they may be getting a little out of hand. So I, I just go in prepared to walk out in the middle of the dance if I need to or call the bouncer in if mm -hmm. I need that. Um, and usually with those guys, I'll have them pay me up front. If I'm more comfortable, somebody trusts them. I don't mind paying after the dance. But if they've paid me up front, I'm free to go anytime. I could leave halfway through the song and I'm not getting in trouble uh, because every club I've worked at, they put the dancer first. That's one thing I really appreciate is good. They always take the dancer's side. Um our safety is number one. I feel safer at the strip club than I do pumping gas some random <laughs> That was my next highway. question is how safe are you there? And have you ever had, you know, an experience where you did not feel safe? And I'm sure that was, if you have, I'm sure that was super scary that you are young. So I'm automatically as a mother and a grandmother, I'm already, um, fearful for you mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I definitely heard I remember when I told uh, my mom about it that's all she ever would say so just be careful <laughs> girl I'll tell you I, I I feel way safer at the club than anywhere else I could go in a city at night mm -hmm. um, I mean we've got cameras we've got bouncers their only job is to protect us and make sure that we're safe um Sure, if you go to a CD club, maybe it's going to be a little different, but mm. I tend to look for higher end, classy yeah. clubs, non-smoking. Yeah. You're you're just going to have mm. a better experience overall. Um I there's been a few times where people have tried to test the boundaries a little bit and afterwards I wonder like why didn't I just slap them or you know why why <laughs> Are you able to do that? I mean, sure. In the private room, they don't Why know. Why not? <laughs> like, he, he asked for it, right? <laughs> he's he's I into understood it. what he said. I could have swore he said that. I could have swore, yeah. He's, <laughs> just wants to be smacked I mean, I have been asked to straight up kick someone in the balls with my heel. <laughs> Yeah, did you do it? I did. I had fun too. Did they give you lots was, of money for it? Yeah. Were yeah, you like you're yeah. gonna have to pay me double? I always kind of thought it was like the sacrificial lamb of, of men, just taking it for the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's wild at how many men have come out that seem to love that. They do. They're, yeah, and, and I attract them. I don't know what it is about my energy, but maybe they just know the that. Big Dom I energy. Use, yeah, Big Dom like energy. Just <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I've been really lucky. I've never had anybody assault me or do anything. I mean, I've heard stories from girls that I've worked with, and I always felt like I was protected. You know, being a very spiritual person, I think that. I tend to magnetize the right customers. I've been so lucky to meet respectful, um, you know, generous people. So, I mean, sometimes I've gone up there for like a half hour dance, and half the time they just want me to sit there and, and like ha they put them put their arm around me and we cuddle like we're, you know, 
chilling on the couch mm-hmm. at yeah. their house. And they just want that affection and uh, companionship. I, that's why I believe that all sex work should be legal. Mm-hmm. Because there are there are people out there that, for whatever reason, cannot form relationships on a, on a normal scale. But you still, as a human, you still need that mm-hmm. interaction and that compassion from another person. So... I give that as a service to my husband, even though sometimes I don't feel like fucking doing it, but I give it to him as a service because I feel like he needs it. And there's so many men out there that I feel need that thin there. And if they have to pay for it, let them fucking pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had quite a few regulars that just want to come in and have lunch with me we always have great cooks at the club. I don't know what it is about strip clubs that attract these <laughs> cooks that belong at five-star restaurants, but hey, I'm not complaining. They got their start in prison. <laughs> That's where they learned to cook, was prison. And then once they've mastered prison commissary and making food like magical from shit they get out in the world with the real ingredients and it's like oh my god you should all have your own restaurants and mm. yes it's the wild. last og that's what that is based off of yeah tracy morgan cooked in prison, prison. and then got out and started his own There's business food truck so all that. Yeah. many so many so many <laughs> wow men. i i haven't uh and women. No, Nanny, that had come from prison. I know our cook at my regular home club used to have his own food truck, and he just he decided to sell it one day, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it just works better. Before he got the food truck. <laughs> Ask him. This is going to be a new thing that you do, and then you're going to be surprised at how many of them spent a little time in the Just hoochie. a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In their younger, well, wilder years. We'll nothing wild. doesn't mean anything. It means that they got caught, whereas the majority of people don't. And they had to do some time, and they got out, you know? It's like, it wasn't for anything, you know, bad, I'm sure. They wouldn't be at the club. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I'm yeah. not saying that. that I, would, I would say it's pretty hard to make generalizations about the club. <laughs> like, just, just from my experience, you just never know what kind of people, where they've been. I mean. Business people. Yeah. And cooks. Right. And people who dance. That's literally normal people just mm-hmm, going yeah. and doing a job that tends to not be as, mm-hmm. you know, normal or respected. Respected is a good right. word. I know when, I, when people ask what I do and they're like, oh, yeah, I try, I try to be respectful of people's jobs. I always wonder, why don't I say that to people when they tell me they they work at a bank or something? Because you know? <laughs> they're the oh, worst. Oh, okay. I, I, I try I to... respect your job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There was never I a question. to be respectful of people's <laughs> yeah. jobs. Yeah. So you're an You work at a bank? Gross. Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, you yeah. give them the same energy that they... As stay safe, you know? Yeah. Just... yeah. <laughs> stay safe. Don't they get robbed a lot? <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope there's no shootings, but, you know... <laughs> It could happen. So dumb. Well, yeah. I mean, a my, lot of assumptions for my sure. My career was a hairstylist, so I may as well be a dancer. You know, yeah. that's, well, that's and the that's same type I of see idiotic so overlap. disrespect. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, oh, you're a hairstylist. Just a stylist. You're just a hairdresser. Like, it's no big deal. And yet they would cry if I wasn't available 
to do whatever for their fancy bang ass party. Fucker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know. I get it too. You're just a stay at home mom. You're just Oh my gosh. You're just a. You are so lucky. I bet you don't have to do anything. I bet your days are just free and just feet. And I just, I just roll my eyes and go go back to work so I can rest, you know, that's when I worked 40 hours. I don't think anybody would hire me. That reminds me that that is one thing that does irritate me. It's when people, they say, oh, you're a stripper. That must be easy money. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it's like dealing with your man? Well, let me tell you, it's not easy money. (laughs) Deal with 20 of them with 20 different personalities. Mm -hmm. And no, it's no job is easy. No job job is easy. It's work for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's still work. They don't call it recess. Mm -hmm. I'm going to strip and recess. I mean, and there's some fun days where it doesn't feel as much like Mm -hmm. work. Um, You know, and I love dancing, too. So it helps Mm -hmm. that I enjoy the performance aspect. And people sometimes they come in they really appreciate that so I get to do more of my my art there um you know some days are harder than others I mean if I'm not in the mood I'm just not feeling it and my mind's not there it's so hard to be interested in what some of these people are saying because sometimes I just really don't don't care about that video game that you played yeah. last night <laughs> right they literally want to talk to you while you're there doing that like while you're performing i would say the majority of my time is spent uh, like talking with somebody sitting at a table or around the bar having drinks yeah well i think they just want to connect yeah yeah they need they do yeah. they need they a friend a pretty girl to talk to them yeah mm-hmm. so do you do numbers like burlesque numbers when you're doing Ooh, that was my question job too. there do you like do you do outfits because you know first of all old school they wouldn't let you in a club unless you were escorted by a gentleman as a female so it's not like we get to just roll in there and see what's up what's everybody doing you know so and i'm sure that's to keep angry females out of there if they're boyfriends or husbands or whatever and whatever kind of cuckoo for cocoa puffs thing <laughs> might happen there but do you do numbers like where you have an elaborate number or do you just come right out and just dance with your pasties and your <laughs> g-string um most of the time is just actually all the time it's just improv i get up there and i have a playlist if i've been working at a club for a while usually i'll, I'll have a playlist or i could talk to the dj tell him the music i like um i so where i started um the there's a lady that would make outfits and come sell them at the club. So she had a little mm-hmm. rack in the dressing room and she was the first person that I got outfits from. And she sold a lot of gowns, um, short dresses that covered your butt, but you know, still had, it still had mm-hmm. plenty to see. Mm-hmm. And that was also part of the rules. You had to keep your ass covered, keep your tits covered while you're on the floor. You couldn't right. wear yeah, any right. kind of mesh see-through and so that's what I learned to begin with. And so I kept doing that. Um, other states, I mean, some girls barely wear anything at all. And every now and then I'll break out my like tiny little bikini outfits and put a little cover up on. But for the most part, I do gowns. Um, and I just think it's easy. You, know, you got one piece mm-hmm. and you got your thong pasties underneath. 
I'll play around with the skirt, do some fun stuff on stage with that, and, and kind of work the dress off so by your second or third song, you might take it off if you got enough tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to find one common ground. Or is every damn strip DJ the same? Because <laughs> I've met quite a few, and they feel like they're the exact same person, unless you happen to get a female DJ. They kind of, you know, they kind of do get, I mean, I don't talk to the DJ a lot. I'm surprised. Um, Usually, don't you guys have to tip him out or no? Well, I, Just day shift, we don't have a DJ. So we have this <laughs> you got program. Your iPod. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. put it on with my first generation iPod and the music and I'll scroll it over. Yeah, they have this software that it, it's actually really cool and it, it calls all the girls and it's, it's like this automated voice. I mean, it'll call them up to stage, say something that's not really that funny. And, yeah, you know. like every DJ. <laughs> like every DJ. I mean, they did really well creating it, honestly. Because it's just... They just, they just took all the TikTok stripper is it like an Is it an automated voice? Like, welcome to the stage. No, it no, is it Scarlet Rose. <laughs> it'll be... Welcome to the stage, Scarlet Rose. I can slay a god. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. With a nurse that can slay a god, Scarlet Rose. Give it up. There's a girl named Eve. It always says, "It's okay. You can eat the apple." <laughs> oh, <That's> god. Cute. <laughs> You hear it enough times, though. <laughs> right? It's, oh, my God. It's but that, that's, so that's day shift, and um, you can get in there and edit your playlist, which is really fun. I do that when it's slow. Just go and add music. What's your favorite Ooh, yeah, to yeah. dance to? Slave by Britney Spears. You know what I'm talking about? I'm a slave. <laughs> Please tell me you have a big sh- fake boa snake. A snake. I, I I don't bring I don't bring my bow to the you club. Pop, I you saw props. me perform yeah, with it, it the was other beautiful. night. It is it's it's a handmade. Um, this lady in Australia. And makes it you herself. had your um you had the oh the Gloves? big rings. Oh the rings on, on oh it. Oh my god, it was gorgeous. Well, and those little dangly things detach. Detach. Yeah, so you could use it as oh. poi if you wanted. Oh. Yeah. So pretty. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, I mean, just imagine, silver gown, you know, rhinestone to the hills, okay, this white uh, fur boa that she had. It was feathers, it but was it, like was, a, it was like... Teal, or not teal, but like a aqua... Oh, like a mint. Yeah, yeah, yeah color. aqua. And uh, it was those really just high dollar feathers. Not They were... Were they ostrich? Ostrich, yeah. Oh, and it was just gorgeous. You were Thank just... You. I made or, um, that costume that I made. Yeah. Really? Do you sew? Do you do you make your costumes? Well, I didn't sew every inch of it. You know, I took like a plain strapless bra and you know an under bust corset, and you know took the pieces and then added some things on top of it. Sewed on mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. Um, appliques and put put did all the rhinestoning myself. So it was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but for the club. All my outfits are really just from that lady in Richmond. Um, mm-hmm. I just love supporting her business. She used to be a dancer, and she does a great job making outfits that I can wear at the club that I don't have to worry if I you know, get mm-hmm. them dirty or spill some wine on it or something. 
Um, but <laughs> that's so awesome. Slay. I do. I like dance. Oh, for some reason, I like pole dancing to Britney Spears songs. I like Genie in a Bottle. It's fun. Yeah. Um, in the Christina. Nina Simone uh, feeling good. That's yeah. always. That's when I break out a little more burlesque style. People really appreciate that. They do. Wondering. Yeah, I was just wondering if you added more burlesque elements into your dancing. I do if with you the dancing get better, but I don't like. I don't do full on costume. Like mm-hmm. I don't wear gloves at the club unless I'm doing some, you know, Halloween thing. Um, but I do add in like the dance elements of burlesque, where I'm, you know, taking my time, taking a strap off. Whoa, do there's the tease, a shoulder. The art of the tease. There's an ankle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm. that's so great you're well, so funny gotta bring it back you know Classic she was piece. so um elegant and polished and i come out as pam poovy <laughs> snorting donuts in the floor honestly i loved that i was so inspired like i, I gotta break out my, my silly side one of these days yeah it's fun poovy is a fun act i wonder if the club would appreciate that oh yeah that, that it, yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would totally get butt naked and... Snort some donuts. Yeah, on stage. As one does. Totally. Yeah, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I don't have... I've, I have more of the... I don't have the Pam Poovy body, though. That I don't have the big tits. I gotta put them... I gotta put the cocaine in my tits in order to make them look big. If but there's I don't anything have, I've learned from dancing at the club, you don't need big tits. Yeah. No? You I don't need a great body? All the, all the no, bodies. no. All yeah. the bodies. I, I love watching women of all shapes and sizes up Me there. too. I mean, every now and then you get a client that's like, oh, do you think she makes money? And then I just slap them on the wrist. <laughs> teach them. It's like, well, more than most of us. You, know, you get the fatties up there and then all of a sudden it's like, look at all that money. Because it's they Big wonder. asses are in. Remember, uh, what it. was the ball before it was the ball? I don't know. Do you remember? I, I always... Re- I remember their tagline was it was like 29 or 19 beautiful ladies and one fat chick or something dumb yeah. like that. They don't yeah. do it anymore, but I always thought that was so demeaning and yeah, I was like I bet that girl makes yeah money money That's money. The secret. Yeah. Most we're not supposed to tell, you know, but <laughs> Literally, you know, behind the scenes, fat girls are like those stupid ass scooters that you see riding around town. You know, they're a lot of fun to ride till your friends see you on one. <laughs> and uh, not really. That's just a <laughs> shitty joke. Um, but it's true, though. Fat girls like never. They're always the ones, you know, the hot guys are hitting up. Yeah. The gym rats dig mm-hmm. a lot. You know, I used to joke my ex-husband as a bodybuilder i was like yeah he's got the washboard abs and i got wash tub abs but we do some really good laundry you know and oh. so i mean and that was one of the things that he liked the contrast between him being so hard and then my body soft so it's weird but yeah yeah it, well and my female of... partner we are very different sizes and i i love that about us because we can both experience something different than mm-hmm. what we are 
And mm-hmm. even at the club, I mean, there's a everybody has a type. Mm-hmm. People come in, sometimes they don't like me because I have small tits or I'm too skinny yeah, or I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. And they want somebody who's got the curve, something they can hold on to. So I've you always tried know. to encourage people of any size mm-hmm. that, yeah, you can dance because there is somebody out there that sees that beauty. Because yes. fuck the beauty standard. Right. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had I've learned over time definitely whatever you're the most self-conscious about, it's legitimately somebody's fetish. Mm-hmm. You know, that the one thing no matter like I don't like my fupa and my tummy or whatever, <laughs> but there's somebody that's like, you know, they'd give me a quarter to rub it. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, all right, fine, whatever. So, you know. Scarlett, you seem like a pretty old soul. Like maybe you've lived on this earth a couple of times before. I've heard that a lot. People give me that. And I think part of it, too, is having older older parents, you know, my siblings being older, and just getting out there so early on. Mm-hmm. Living life. Um, you know, moving out at 18 and just, yeah, living. Because I, I went to um, a community college here for a semester and some change. And just, I didn't know what I was doing with it. I was doing studio art. You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? Wait a million years till an art job opens up in a school. <laughs> so I just, I just decided to go and live life. And I think that helped me learn a lot and grow and mature Um, but you know still working on it I'm still still young can you tell when people were trying to take advantage of you that's where I was kind of leading up with that um with you kind of being an old soul can you kind of see that coming from a mile away when people want to exploit you or I I could definitely (laughs) feel when someone was not being genuine um, I remember when I was dancing in D.C., there was this guy trying to get me to fly to Dubai with him. <laughs> He's like, oh, it'd be great. It would take a vacation. And immediately I could just see what was go- going on in his head. I'm like, yep, get me there. Kidnap me away. Never see me again. Take Yep. 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 <laughs> um, I could really feel when somebody wasn't being genuine or authentic. Um, I would say I used to do things that were a little more risky than. Maybe oh, we all I do because have, that's but youth. It, but it worked out. Yeah, you know, yes. I trusted my intuition Definitely on it. Um, I was traveling Europe with a girlfriend, and we were on a train down to see one of my ex boyfriends in Germany. And we met this bachelor party. They were going around with a camera, and they were asking who would kiss the bachelor. So of course, my friend did it. She was all about it. And I'm like, you know, sorry, you got to pay for that. <laughs> Catch me at the strip club. Yeah. Um, and then Have we, you performed in Europe? So mm-hmm. so we ended up going out to a strip club that night. And wow, those girls were badass. I mean, they, they circled the stage. And I mean, they walked up to each person. And whatever they did, they everyone was compelled to tip them. Like they did not get off that stage without being tipped. It was it was amazing. Um, did you wait. take some pointers from oh, their, their dancing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that fierceness that they had. Um, it was kind of fun. They used these funny money dollars because you know in Europe they have those 
coins for one for one dollar mm-hmm. the um, euro yeah so it was kind of like fake american dollars that everyone was tipping and they exchanged it at the end of the night but I, we went with that bachelor party and then they said hey would you do a, a private dance for our buddy at, at our hostel <laughs> at our hostel over and i'm like oh i don't know and i'm talking to my friend she's like i think we'll be okay i just i have a feeling I'm like I don't know. I think I need to at least like maybe bring bring the ex boyfriend along, have mm-hmm. him kind of guard mm-hmm. outside. So that's what we did, and I mean they paid they paid me what I asked, and I did a little lap dance. They blindfolded the bachelor. I gave him a dance. I mean, he he loved it. He was so tickled. I mean, beat red. <laughs> it was adorable. Oh, we had a good time that night. Oh, the goodness. serendipity of that, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah. on one hand, that could have been really risky, right? Like, showing up some random hostel in Germany with guys you just met on a train. But, hey, ended up being a fun time. Good story. And, I, and then that goes back to my belief that I just really think I'm protected. I, I really feel that whenever I go places, I think mm-hmm. there's... You know, someone looking after me. Maybe it's my grandma. She was a a dancer, not in the same way. She did like fire performing and photography, and she for for her day. You know, being yeah, in the forties, fifties, yeah, she was like sex kitten. Smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. <laughs> I love that. That's is awesome. she is she still? around no, no she she died when I was in fifth grade <laughs> yeah but I always I always kind of feel like she's looking after me and protecting me from any situations because I mean I've I've danced with girls that you know somebody you know tried to finger bang her in the lap dance room and just you know went for it or, or they, they whipped their dick out in the middle of the dance and I have never seen a dick in the strip club i'm so lucky really yeah. that's yeah i've never seen no one's ever tried it on me and that's why i just think there's i'm i'm protected and that i attract the right energies because it it does happen i hear about it all the time but yeah i've never never seen a dick in the strip club <laughs> that's awesome um you know for sure no unsolicited dick right? no unsolicited but you can go to a park and Something possibly see one that happened to me yeah <laughs> men are so weird it's so they weird. are we were just talking about she could what her future would be like with dancing she's got a lot of projects and i'm like well you don't have to leave the thing you can you know run your own club. And, yeah and I you think could it get would with a group temple yeah <laughs> We go like to the temple, temple that to have. worship the divine feminine. <laughs> Every yeah, bring your offerings. That's, yeah, we have the longest, the longest running club um, thing that's gone on industrial goth night is called Temple here. Nice. Here, yes, the concourse runs oh, it. You I, know. I used to go there for events. Well, they moved, place. and so they're down here off Broadway in a strip shopping center. They okay. put yeah, the they... concourse in there and because uh, somebody bought the International and all that. Mm. And uh, so they still still do Temple middle of the month, every month. So second Saturday of Come the month. say your prayers. Temple. 
Yep. <laughs> so, you, you know, you could uh, definitely, you know, you might get a little pushback from whatever city you're in. You'll need to start it in a bigger city. And then if you're in the north, Midwest, I mean, you're still in the Appalachians, though, in Ohio, aren't you? Are you in Ohio? Uh, yeah. Where? What do you say? Are you like four hours from here? Um, I think Columbus is on the other side, isn't it? From here, it would be five and a half hours. It's on the east, yeah, yeah. eastern side, yeah, of Ohio, kind of southeast a little bit. You're in Columbus, a little bit outside of Columbus. I yeah, have a friend One that lives up there with delicious still in the woods. real estate. Oh, yeah, Matt Ward is his name. He's a cool dude. He was a comic, and then. His wife, they have a son, and she wanted him to live. They're from Ohio. He li- really lives in, oh gosh, I want to say Westerville. Is oh that, my gosh, yeah. Like in the I, little I, I town there. I was there, there for a little while, yeah. If I'm pronouncing the name yeah, properly. But they um, wanted to give Sammy that small town, growing up vibe of, you know. And so he started... He got his real estate license and he's on he's on tiktok he's kind of he's got a big following on tiktok too because he does these um uh you know top 10 cities in america that whatever oh that's are really into, to it that's oh, okay mm-hmm. and so um i follow him he's uh anyway he's a cool cat but that's what i know most about mm-hmm. ohio but i did not know <laughs> until you know I mean, it was a few years ago that uh, Ohio is part of the Appalachian region. I mean, we always think we're it, you know, but it goes down into Georgia all the way up through Maine is the Appalachia. Or is it through Maine? No, where's the end of the trail? It's 3,000 something miles. Mm. That's what we have phones for Mm -hmm. to look up. Because I just looked up uh, the religion that your father... Yeah, the Baha'i faith. Yeah. Honestly, before I lived in Ohio, I didn't realize people lived there. <laughs> I just thought it was wide open yeah, land. Yeah, Maine. Farms. Starting okay. Georgia all the way to Maine is the Appalachian Trail. Okay. But there is a part in Ohio. Hmm. That's cool. Which I did not know was part of the Appalachians. And I don't even see it because it's like up Kentucky, but... You know, a girlfriend That's of mine from trail, Knoxville though. did the Appalachian Trail Emily? a few years ago. No. Oh. I don't I don't know should say your name let's talk about the strip club, but um yeah, she she you did can say it first few, name. Yeah, Carol. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She's yeah, cool, I just had a friend cool that did it too. Well, not a, an acquaintance. She did comedy and stuff like that around here. Her name is Emily. But it's a huge achievement. Right. So regardless to if you're besties or not besties, for somebody to hike the Appalachian mm-hmm. Trail, it's it's a big deal. It and, sounds so much fun. You know, she started in March and ended, I think, um, September, maybe. You know, like it was a long mm-hmm. time, you know, Almost she's going to. She's going to try to do it again in a shorter period of time, which I find wild. But I wanted to know, my first thing, what creepy thing did you find? You know, because I watch all these weird, you know, scary crap in the Appalachian 
trail or whatever. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies? I mean, when I'm not dancing at the club, I'm doing other dancing. So <laughs> belly dance. I've been really into this partner dance. It's called Zook. It's Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Um, do a lot of those. And I do, I take my time with it, but I, I do art on the side. I make paintings and perfume oils, um, have like small business doing that. Um, when the weather is nice, I love, love flowers, love growing things, growing herbs, making tea blends, um, hanging with my cat. I keep bees on my land. Nice. So, I mean, they're not, there's not a lot going on with the bees I, I just really like sitting and meditating with them just listen to them hum I just I love it um I I do yoga I teach yoga randomly I just do a pop-up I can't be anywhere on a weekly basis with mm-hmm. my lifestyle right now I travel too much so when there's an opportunity I'll do pop-up classes and I'll go to um, people's I'm going to a class tonight my friend Charity she's an amazing teacher here in town I know Charity. wait Charity, Charity are you t- well? yeah. I love Charity I are love her burner, cat too? more than anything yes. burner like did I spin like fire burns and all that or do you just like I've never been to an official stuff? burn but I do love going to festivals that tend to take on the spirit of a burn but it's a little more organized you know yeah <laughs> um but i do love Burns all the flow props i like surprisingly super organized believe it or really not. i always heard that it's like you show up and you there's no schedule you bring your yeah there stuff is there is offer. a schedule but you you know there is behind there. the scenes mm, there's yes. probably a lot of organization but if you're there just a going well you have burner yeah. time and then if you're volunteering, they would like for you to show up at the times that they mm. say to show up. Cool. So there is a schedule if you're going to participate and the whole thing is about participation. So, but as far as you having to do anything, no, it's all voluntary. Mm. So mm. my girlfriend, she went to a burn here in Tennessee. I think it was called Transformus. Yeah. Does that sound? Yeah. Transformus. I think it'd be cool to go, but there was to the moon. Transformus hasn't gone on in a while. And was Transformus in Tennessee, or is it? I think it was Kentucky or Virginia. I don't know. Was Transformus or to the yeah to the moon sounds familiar to too. To the moon is Tennessee's burn and our burn. Like and local people put it together. Mm-hmm, I, I go all the time, and then Alchemy is in Georgia. Uh, and but they're selling that property, so who knows where it's going to be in Georgia later? Is Transformus maybe? But I felt like it was in the mountains, maybe not. And then the next burn that I'll be at is in April after Easter at Emergence in South Carolina in nice. um, Charleston. Well, I, so I have to try to go to one one of these days. I, I do like flow festivals. Says West Virginia is Transformus. Yeah, West Virginia. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wish I could spin poi. I like to. You can. I'm not. I can't figure it out. I'm try. I have poi with me right there. I um, I do a levy wand, and then there's a fire prop that's super easy because it's just basically, um. 
a ball of fire that's on a string that you dance around oh, with. Okay. And it looks like you've you've got a ball of fire in your hands while you do it. Nice. And I can hoop a little bit. I used to do a lot of hula Charity's hooping. Charity's really good with hooping. hooping. Mm-hmm. She made my um my and my hula hoop, fans. my weighted one. Yeah. The, I love fans. That's I love the uh, silk fans. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. used with and the, belly dance mm-hmm. and silk veils. Dancing yes, with those. I have a set of Isis wings too oh, yeah. that I love, I and um, you know, just I like to play mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, so. that's what draws me in is like bringing back that childhood mm-hmm. innocence, mm-hmm. just playing, have a good I have time. LED whip, but she's so particular. I need a new whip because her she keeps going out. She. She won't stay on for anybody but me. And she'll go out when somebody wants to play with it. And it looks like I've meanly constructed this. Fire whip or? No, an uh, LED. LED. Oh, LED. Whip. Oh, okay, this is okay, LED. So. I would love to do a fire whip too. But first I got to get with regular, you know, master the regular fire and the fans. And fire hand props are is fine. so fun to do mm-hmm. also. Do you ever do it dancing? Or yeah. Or is it hard for you to take on stage and do that? Oh, well, not dancing at the club, but, you know, when I go to these festivals mm-hmm. or hanging out with people, I do, like, breaking out the fire props. Mm-hmm. I, I was doing fire hooping, but then I found a prop that I could put around my waist mm-hmm. to do belly dance, and it's, it's basically just, like, having the hula hoop attached to me. Nice. <laughs> so... I, I like that a lot more than the hoop. Um, I feel like the hoop can can be a little intimidating sometimes. Did you learn belly dance on your own, or did you take classes? Um, no, I, I've been studying with teachers uh, for probably three and a half years now. Oh, I wow, started in cool. Richmond with Twyla Jane. Uh, she does not teach anymore. She got injured, and it was tragic. It just ended her whole career. Um, and then when I moved, I was started studying with Habibas, and I've d- do workshops with a teacher in Lexington. When she comes to this festival, I go to. Um, her name's Safia, Safia mm. Noir. Um, I'd like to go to her mm-hmm. studio in town in Lexington, um, and then sometimes I might do an online thing if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm traveling or find a different teacher in another place, um, but. As far as my consistent classes, it's been with Twyla or with Habibas. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I was wanted to take a belly dancing class before. You do. do. You do. It's fun. It and is. it's it's mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. People keep asking me if, I, if I'm teaching. So I think at some point I'll start to do more of that. I taught um, a kid's lesson here in Tennessee <laughs> this week. It was adorable. That's so fun. Um, she she got out her Polaroid camera afterwards to take a picture together, and she said, "Here, I want you to keep the picture of us because I'll never forget you." Aww. Oh, so cute! That is so sweet. <laughs> Next two years, she won't even know. Who you are. No, <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. Well, she apparently she asks about me all the time. She she saw <laughs> me kidding. doing a, a belly dance performance at a little fall equinox Maybun oh, celebration. Cool. So that's another. I like pagan festivals too. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. a lot like Burns tend to be more, you know, pagan in nature. You should come mm-hmm. to a burn for I sure. Should. I should. You to need go. to do alchemy though in okay. Georgia because Tennessee 
um, their nudity laws are, you know, the same like pasties and all that. And there are a lot of kids around and I love everybody that does to the moon. It's, um, but don't bring your kids. That's a, it can't be a sanctioned burn and have not have children there, which is wild. So if it's a burning man sanctioned burn, um, you have to let the kids come. Emergence is not a burning man sanctioned burn and it's in Charleston and there are no kids. So that's fun. You can do whatever, but it's super small. Cool. Um, right now it'll be the third burn third year. And so, um, Bill and I have been at every one that they've had, and so it'll be exciting. The third burn is the best. It's not technically the third year because of COVID, so this would have been more like the fourth or fifth burn, but it just happens to be the third, and they're always, you know, they figured out the kinks. Everybody's less inhibited. It's going to be a good time, and it's all in the woods, so that's that wonderful. sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it's a kid-friendly awesome. event as long as their caretakers are there to. Well, Alchemy has it pretty decent. Them. Like they're really good about how they um, uh, do the infrastructure for camp placement, and then they have like a whole area yeah. that are, is like the family camp and. Uh, it's pretty known that if you're going to be there with your kids um, to accompany them, don't let them just run wild. Right. But then they have like a red light mature area. And so um, that's kind of nice the way that they lay it out. Because that's how Burning Man, Burning Man, you hardly ever see a kid. That does sound similar to Pagan Festival. Unless you see a kid. Right. You know, I mean, but um, they're still welcome. Because mm -hmm. you're all inclusive. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to not, you know. But That's then great. But just label the kid-friendly stuff. Kids are not allowed at my burns, though. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you, you do. The one that I have. Yeah. In your backyard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I feel like once you have kids and you've raised them, you don't want kids at your burn. Well, I don't. <laughs> it, kids greatly radically hinder my radical self-expression so that's that's just me i'm worried about the kid i'm worried about you know somebody dancing in their you know military bobby coat like they're an english officer pantsless with their dick bobbing up and down with you know right in the face of a three-year-old dancing on the dance floor that i have I may I've, have an issue. Yeah, I got about I got an that. Issue with. You know, and so even if the mom or parent doesn't, I do. So you know. So that's what I really loved about our pagan festivals is we had that separate area that's eighteen plus. It was called the Inner Sanctum, and that's where all the things could happen, all the kinky stuff, yes. all the the cabaret nights. <laughs> And kids weren't allowed. They had guardians designated mm -hmm. to watch over the space, make sure you know yeah. people are um, asking permission, <laughs> getting consent from others before they do something, or yes, you know, just in keeping kids from sneaking in there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's I mean, Burns definitely have theme camps that have that. Like there's a camp theme camp called Shameless, and it's a BDSM camp, and they have a um, pretty cool setup inside with crosses and swings and different 
things and implements and there's somebody manning that and you need to be you have to sign in to go in there so um they have another camp called just fucking awesome and it's an orgy tent kind of a thing so you also have to sign in to go in there you know it's not like like our camp is camp just people and technically kids could come we don't have anything really going on there we're music and we but we're a full service bar so we don't want to be encouraging you know being intoxicated and then kids Mm -hmm. around the camp plus everybody that's in our camp you know either have kids that are completely grown or don't want children at all to the point where they've um, made certain that they will not have children as far as sterilizing themselves or whatever so you know it's just whatever but then there might be a camp it's kind of hard to keep your kids away from barbie camp you know if your whole camp is barbie Mm -hmm. you you, it's gonna you know it's gonna be hard to keep them out of there but like to the moon will put barbie camp right across the street from (laughs) you know the liquor camp or whatever (laughs) it's like what are you doing (laughs) like okay whatever but i can't imagine having to do placement or anything so it is nothing bad on them because i mean you know it's got to be hard i'm just saying they're not gonna listen charity might listen but i don't even think she does burns (laughs) so what's the future scarlet the future who knows well (laughs) the future i know you're I, only 25 so it the future is endless for you right now girl boss a dancing girl boss pretty much <laughs> <laughs> i've i've actually i thought about that a lot and worked on things on the side i see a lot more yoga coming into my life because you know i'm able to do some now and, and do pop-up classes but i could see doing more consistent just focusing on that um you know, holding uh, red tent spaces for for women to gather and heal. Um, I don't. That's not really yeah. work like business related, but um, I, as far as like a calling and more art. But it's um, helping your community. And-, mm-hmm. and I mean, I love like getting out in nature and hiking and exploring. I, I imagine I would do a lot more of that when I'm not dancing and spend more time exploring the planet. Um, seeing different different landscapes you know different climate zones I think there's just so much beauty out there um, and you know just kind of figure it out as I go I, I find I really can't plan too much uh, but at the same time I have those ideas um, yeah who knows strip club <laughs> super refreshing <laughs> to see yeah. someone young care about other women mental health you know, um, your body taking care of others and taking care of yourself. I mean, literally all of that is a formula for great success. So I believe that you'll be extremely successful in anything that you want to do. And I can see you having totally an art dance studio. Oh yeah. Well, that's always been a dream of mine. Just like this space where all the things can happen where we can do we can do dancing and we can do art and maybe have people come in to do massage and different types of yoga different kinds of meditations and I just think uh, like an all all inclusive healing movement space where we can bridge 
the dance with the spiritual, um, because that's been a big part of my journey with belly dancing. It's not just dancing, um, you know, for the aesthetics of it. I mean, that's fun too, but it's so healing to the womb space. Mm -hmm. Just like shaking all of that up, it's literally healing our sexual trauma, our emotional trauma, all kinds of things. And I don't, there's not enough of that in dance classes when you're learning about this, but you're moving your body, you're waking up pieces of you that are energy that wants to get out. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to hold space for more of that, the spiritual aspect of healing through movement, through dance and through yoga. Um, Cause it's, yeah, there's a lot more going on below the surface than we realize. And you know, you go to these classes, you might have a really healing experience. You might cry, you might something, and then they're like, okay, it's time to go. See you later. You know, it's it's nice when you can stick around and kind of integrate. And, yes. Um, and know that it's okay and normal. It's okay to feel things, and <laughs> it's, it's good. You know, we encourage that. So Where I, I can... Where can people find you and and your side hustles? Um, well, um, I do a lot of word of mouth, and I'm online on Instagram and Facebook. I feel like Facebook is mostly like family, but do you want to give out your um, Instagram? Yeah, do you sure. Yeah, you can find handle? it. The username is Serpent Queen Rose. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, I, I just share whatever I'm up to. Um, as far as the more near future, um, COVID really screwed up my plans, but I've been wanting to take this road stripping adventure <laughs> where I just go around and travel, do dance at a bunch of different clubs, see a bunch of state parks, national parks, hiking, exploring, just living. Yes. Um, um, you know, camp and all kinds of things. So nice, do it. Uh, yeah, that's do it. That's, uh, you might more it. near future. You might see her at a local club near yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I usually awesome. will share about it if I'm about to go into a certain club. Um, I actually only recently brought back that as far as my online presence. I used to share about all this stuff. It's just so out there, and then. I met met this guy and just made myself small, wanted to try to fit into this life so that his crazy ex-wife didn't find out about oh, my dancing. Yeah, and, and and just, you know, trying to be a whatever I thought might be a good role model for them. Just but and it was just You had to change yourself. Yeah, yeah. You were changing yourself. Person is the best role model mm -hmm. you can be. For yeah. any of them. They don't care. Kids don't care. Mm -hmm. They really don't. Adults and that's... only use it as leverage to be mean to other adults with. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for anybody to care. Mm -hmm. And I don't <laughs> regret any of it. I think I impacted those kids' lives. I learned a lot from the experience. And so I have been able to really re-embrace like, that authentic spirit and just say whatever I want, do whatever I want, and not really care if if my family or 
friends or whoever, you know, if, if they don't approve of it, then, you know, they were really never mm-hmm. on my side right. to begin with because unconditional love, you know, even if you're religious, you know, I know my brother's pretty um, into the whole Christianity things, always trying to help me find Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and I tell him, you know, I we all find whatever that divinity is, that, that thing we can't explain that we might call God, we find it in our own ways. And I've, I've just never believed in the shame that comes along with those, those belief systems. Yeah. And so I, I just, I hope to, that's man-made by the way, Hmm? that's man-made the shame, the shame Mm -hmm. shame isn't from God. No, you know, and really it's the yoke of evil is shame so that's what keeps people from getting help for whatever thing they need whether it be i need you know to pay my light bill or i need food to eat or whatever shame is what keeps them from reaching Mm -hmm. out for help a hundred percent of the time and fear yeah Yeah. fear is the other one and none of those are supposed to be of god so you know it's it's funny how things are so twisted. Yeah, I remember going to this youth group <clears throat> with a friend and and the pastor's wife told us this whole story of how ashamed she was that she was masturbating when she was 11 years old. And she had us all And we're convinced. saying we're saying this I mean, we're saying this at church. Right? To young women Yeah, I got in trouble for saying that I thought And they talk about um, grooming. But yet we're talking about how you masturbated when you were 11. Is that, I mean, appropriate church? Right. Well, in, in the girls group, wasn't it all in the girls group? I think it was everyone. I don't wow. think it was just a girls group. And she was trying to convince us that masturbation is wrong and sinful and had us convinced And she would have felt there. shame if it wasn't. Is that what she's saying? I don't know. I don't understand. She it. just she just thought and it, honestly it was you wrong. should masturbate every day right yeah, it's, it's good, good for, for you. your health and that's what i'm saying it also makes you look masturbate. younger yes you know? as much as you can that's right that's why i look <laughs> i'm 108 yeah look how young i look mm-hmm. you know that's the key for 108 that's right. i think i look pretty damn good <laughs> so you know scarlet this has been so much fun and we would love to have you back the Aww. next time that you're in town because I feel like there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, I mean, you know? you, yeah, you could spend so much time talking about all things <laughs> sex and strip club. And <laughs> For sure. Dancing. And spirituality. Yeah. And it's all connected. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all intertwined. She just reminds me of when I got sent to the pastor's office because I was a youth leader. As a matter of fact, there are some kids that are around here from a different state that have moved up here but I got sent to the pastor's office because I told a group of seventh graders that I thought that angels were intersex wow they didn't know what any of that meant and then I told them what that meant and then I got in trouble Mm. for that there are people that have two body parts uh yeah yeah, there's, and there's I, a I large percentage of people in this world. And I was that, got in trouble for that because I said that's what I thought angels were, that they weren't male or female, and that if they had any, they were both. Mm. And um, all kinds of... Or they have none. Yeah, or none. 
that was that would the be other, that would be what I would that imagine was the other it to that be. They had, well, how did they meet? Mate, you know, according to the lore, they came and mated with humans and made giants. Remember, you know, or maybe you don't remember. You weren't there. Is that I was from. There. What do you mean? It's like, look up any Bible. It's in the Bible, literally, about angels coming. That's how giants, angels, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of this in biblically. Because of God's angels coming. Because a third, they were cast out of heaven. So a third of them were down in that they found the daughters of man to be irresistible. That is a great story. As most. And uh, then with things are in the Bible. Great story. The angels that came to protect Sodom, I mean, came to protect Lot. Lot. Uh, they did not. The men of the city surrounded Lot's house. And he was like, hey, I'll give you my virgin daughters. And they were like, Nah, we don't want them. We they're all the men. They wanted the angels, <laughs> which also tracks when you look at Very men much. today. They also, you know, <laughs> would love the angels. So anyway, where can they find you, Gail? <laughs> Gavin Gail time <laughs> everywhere, yeah. especially on the gram. Follow me more on the gram and Gail Grantham comedy on. Yeah, and Facebook. follow her more on TikTok. Yeah, and TikTok. I don't know. I put a, I posted all the uh, scary ghosts in my house from that. I have AI. not seen those yet. I'll have to go through and and look at all look at all your scary ghosts everywhere. And I didn't even care that the bed wasn't made and the house wasn't cleaned up. I didn't even care. I just posted. <laughs> so and yeah. I am Brad Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on Fet and TikTok. So come hang out with me. I don't even think I know my FET password. <laughs> I think I've forgotten it. <laughs> so I have no idea what's going on on FET at all. None. I don't either. Um, and I'm supposed to be on top of that stuff, but I am not. <laughs> I have too much else to do. Right. Too much I've to do. The, the FET is on the lower part of the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. It's all me time when it comes to sex. But this is probably <laughs> our last episode of 2022 it that is. we are recording. That you won't listen to until the first, second, third week of 2023. Because that's okay. we've got several in the can. So we're going to have to fake this like Hollywood. And that's all Jen's fault. Because I am behind on editing. But you know what? Busy I mean, we do what we want. We could put all of those in before the end of the year maybe we'll see we'll see how it works i don't believe you <laughs> you don't believe we'll me see. oh i think you'll get it done because i just said i don't believe you yes so 100 oh, now it's a challenge i kill yourself every to make sure an episode that done and ready to go but because i know how to work you i can't in good conscience <laughs> like i know how to push your buttons which what's fun in that i like to see it unfold naturally <laughs> than to manipulate you into doing things <laughs> you know no i mean it's not manipulation it's stuff that needs to be done i know it's just me finding the the time to do taking it. the time 
No, she's yeah, been super busy. Though. That Sometimes right? Yeah, it. Yeah, it's the finding. It is. It is. She, the, she's she's great right. at it. And honestly, the fact is, if I cared that much about it, I could edit it. You know what I mean? It take me long. She edited one episode and she said, "I'm never doing this again." And it was like ever. Oh my god, I am not good at this. I'm going to cut everything out. I'm see. She's good about stopping awkward pauses and things like that. And I would want to redo the whole episode. Like I, I'm like, oh no, we're going to drop that over here or whatever. And I can't. It's too much no. for me. It would never get done. And if you have a two-hour episode, it takes you four hours to edit. Yeah. So that's it. That's the time that I have to find. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of time. It is. But you know what? That's what I do. Just keep myself busy. Keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. That's right. Keep going. Smash those goals. Well, the more that you do things for yourself, the more I'm going to have to start editing more though to take it off of you the more busy you get with your things nope it's all good it's all good because you're doing the same thing remember 2023 is going to be our year you're doing the same thing you're getting out there more you're doing more stuff you're going to be on the road more whereas mm-hmm. i am not so i don't mind wild. doing those things i'm excited and to our listeners <laughs> thank you for a wonderful 2022 and yes. 2023 is going to be better and we really appreciate Maybe. y'all Thank you so much. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna sing with us? I, I would. I, I want to say that, thanks for having me. And if we could absolutely. put out a word to the baby strippers, anyone who is yeah. just yes, starting, um, is thinking about starting. Just if I could tell tell you one thing, just save your money, invest save it, your op- money, open a retirement account, get you a good reliable car. Don't be stupid. <laughs> take yes. take advantage of it. That is sound advice mm-hmm. right there. A sound be, advice for anyone, right, in my yes. opinion. Young. Be, be, be strict with your boundaries. Don't let anybody push yeah. you into something you don't want to do. Be real real strong yes. with that. Good for you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And for sure, pay yourself. Do you have an email if you have any baby strippers that want to email you and um, ask questions? Ooh, yeah, I do. It's also serpentqueenrose at gmail.com. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Great. That would be really cool. Yeah, because yeah. ask I mean, questions. Well, because you go in, there's no training. Nobody yeah, no, teaches you nobody anything. Let you, know you just thrown out to the wolves. Figure it out. Yes, and it sounds and like Scarlett you cares about yeah. your mental well-being and physical well-being. So mm. she's not going to steer you wrong because she's about healing and keeping that spiritual part of yourself. And so she's not going to tell you any soul-crushing horrible things you know or anything that'll compromise your own virtue and by virtue i don't you know i know you look at me and you think because you hear the word virtue you just think it's all about being a good girl or whatever that isn't it you have your own set of standards and morals and i'm sure she's going to help you keep that mentally because in that kind of business it can drag you down. Hell, I can't even imagine being out on regular dates with people back in the day. And the, come on, let me, you know, let me just get a little bit, let, let me do it, let, you know, just a tip. Come on, just a little. Come on. Just a little. I would almost think, you know? though, in a club, though, that they don't do that just 
so because they can of come where back, they are. where they can be on their best behavior mm-hmm. and still be allowed to come back. That mm-hmm. sounds like something to talk about next episode. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. maybe so. But yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to coach baby strippers. That sounds like a see. A fun you have all these. Listen, to create wealth, mm-hmm. you need four streams of income. So here we go. You got your regular dancing. You've got your counseling of the baby strippers. You know, you could develop a class and you can actually monetize that. It doesn't have to be a lot. You know, you could have people who want to know your information and do a Zoom class and charge people 10 bucks for the class mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. So there's two streams. Then you got your dance studio. Um, <coughs> what's the word? Temple. You got a yeah. temple dance studio and then your art as well. Yeah. And your kitchen witch. Mm-hmm. Stuff along with your art. Yeah. Your merch. <coughs> Boom. We've Boom. just created a lifetime stream of wealth with you doing all the things wow. that you love. Thank you. <laughs> I am sure eternally grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. No, yes. Really. If you like, if you want us or if you want Gail, because it definitely won't be me to plan out your four streams of income, email sure. us yeah. at gabandgirltime at gmail.com. Yes, please send us a note to letter. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. We will send you a sticker, and they're holographic. Yeah, so they're cooler than other stickers. Bratty bite sticker. You want a bratty bite sticker? You do. If you're really cool, you could get a bootay buck. You never know. You could. You could possibly even get, if you're really really sweet, a bratty's cathartic karaoke T-shirt. Right? Yeah. Those are what? 20 bucks? 20 bucks. 20, 25. $5 goes to Knox Pride. Are they 20 or 25? They're 20. So $5 yeah. goes to Knox Pride. And yeah. by the way, if you guys have a little extra, do look up Knox Pride and give them a little, send a dollar or two this, their way. You know, you know, look out for the elephants, but the mosquitoes will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, they care about people. And they They're care about so the well-being of teenagers who I just are houseless, there. who are in the cracks of leaving foster care. They're putting parents with kids who who need guidance. They help with regular everyday um, life skills. They have life skill classes. They help yep, those you are up. with your finances they have professionals that'll help you if you need to buy a home or you want to buy a home and uh, especially with the queer community and all this hate that's going out like the buzzword of you know I'm telling you right now the kid diddlers are not your queers are there queer people who are pedophiles yes there are but I'm telling you the straighties are the kid diddlers and you gotta stop with the nonsense you gotta stop with the hate for real and this whole demon behind every drag queen stop it stop it you know the drag queen christmas is tomorrow at the tennessee theater yeah and uh lock peters uh they're all gonna be there protesting this i'm kind of hoping rupaul shows up and just shuts them all down but it it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they're not putting their focus on what they need to be putting their focus on. And that's helping people. Why aren't they raising? The right. 
What are you doing with your church money? That's what I want to know. Spreading hate. Yep, going out to not joy. And I don't know. I you know, these people are making their very God that they believe in cry. It sucks, Mm -hmm. but they can't even see it. And you'll have a special place. (laughs) I mean so (laughs) And you won't get to go to the good dimension when you die. So sorry. You're just worm food. You're just nothingness and worm food. And on that note. <laughs> That's too Pre- mean. I can't prepare it like that. You better say something nice I then before I end this. Just be kind to each other. Yes, be kind. Love You one don't another. know what somebody else is going through. Be don't. kind. Be a champion for those that you see that are less fortunate than you are. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the Pride Center does. It does. Champions that, was a good, that was a good, nice thing to end with. You going to sing with us? It's the same as the intro. And you know what? We thank you so much for listening to Gavin, Girl Time, Gavin, Girl Time, Gavin, Girl Time. Bing! All right. 2022. Turn that off.